Welcome to Biblical Tapestry Podcast Season 4, Episode 12, A Study in 1 Peter. Biblical Tapestry is a podcast where we explore how the Bible is its own commentary and how the gospel is thoroughly woven from Genesis to Revelation. We have been answering the question, how should believers respond to suffering? In today's episode, Peter speaks to his readers about the fiery ordeal that some were experiencing. Instead of being surprised about their suffering, they should be prepared and respond with joy that they were considered worthy to suffer because of Christ. And let's turn to 1 Peter chapter 4, starting in verse 12. Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you to test you, as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice insofar as you share Christ's sufferings that you may also rejoice and be glad when his glory is revealed. If you are insulted for the name of Christ, you are blessed because the spirit of glory of God rests upon you. But let none of you suffer for a murder as a murderer or a thief or an evildoer or as a meddler. Yet if anyone suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glory God, glorify God in that name. For it is a time for judgment to begin at the household of God, and if it begins with us, what will be the outcome for those who do not obey the gospel of God? And if the righteous is scarcely saved, what will become of the ungodly and the sinner? Therefore, let those who suffer according to God's will entrust their souls to a faithful creator while doing good. Back to verse 12. Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you to test you as though something strange were happening to you. Although Peter has been speaking about suffering that his readers were facing, this verse starts a new section of the letter as the previous section closed with a doxology. Now Peter starts this section with the address beloved or agapatoi, or it could be dear friends, but Peter tackles the suffering once again. However, it appears that this time it's from a fresh and final angle, as written by Thomas Schreiner. So what is Peter saying here? Do we should we be surprised at the fiery trial or do not be surprised at the fiery trial? What, what does that mean? Well, it means to have the right frame of mind and understanding prior to experiencing this kind of suffering. If you're surprised by it, you won't be prepared for it. And soon you can become overwhelmed by it. This leads us to all kinds of oddball thinking and questions during these trials, including asking if God really loves us. Well, of course he does. And we should take the time to get the correct attitude in place before we face trials because it's very hard to get the correct attitude during those trials. So what is it, a fiery trial? Well, it could be a test. Psalm 66 verse 8 says, Bless our God, O peoples, let the sound of his praise be heard, who has kept our soul among the living and has not let our feet slip. For you, O God, have tested us and you have tried us as silver is tried. You brought us into the net. You laid a crushing burden on our backs. You let men ride over our heads. We went through the fire and through water, yet you have brought us out to a place of abundance. God will use suffering to purify his house. Yes, and this is not a sign of God's absence when we go through trouble. But it is his purifying presence, states Dennis Johnson. 
Suffering is allowed by God to refine the faith of believers. We see in Romans chapter 5, verse 1, Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand. And we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. James 1.2 says, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness, and let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. All right, on to verse 13. But rejoice in so far as you share Christ's sufferings, that you may also rejoice and be glad when his glory is revealed. What is Peter telling us about rejoicing and suffering for our faith? Here is a contrast to the previous verse in verse 12. Instead of being shocked that suffering has come to you, consider rejoicing. Peter is telling his readers that suffering for the faith was a privilege because, as he states in this verse, that suffering is because of their allegiance to Christ. We read in Acts chapter 5, verse 40, And when they had called in the apostles, they beat them and charged them not to speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. Then they left the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer dishonor for the name. And every day in the temple and from house to house, they did not cease. Now, Peter knows a few things about suffering. And he's telling them to rejoice in suffering if it was because of Christ. Rejoice now and you'll be overjoyed in the future. What we see here is how believers respond to suffering for Christ as being an indication whether they belong to God at all. Jesus Christ himself states in Matthew chapter 5, verse 11, Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad for your reward is great in heaven, for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Christ is coming again and will reward those who suffer for his sake. Peter says suffering may come in this life of a believer, and it it is assumed that if you cannot rejoice now, you probably will be disappointed in the future. Verse 14 says, If you are insulted for the name of Christ, you are blessed, because the Spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. Not only rejoice in the present sufferings, but in this verse, even if you are just insulted because of your faith. Why should you rejoice with with these insults? Because you're insulted because of your allegiance to Christ. This perhaps was the majority of these fiery trials, being the constant ridicule and ostracization that so many were experiencing. God blesses his people so insulted. God's spirit rests on those who respond in this manner as a foretaste of the glory of God yet to be revealed in his second coming. The Spirit of God rests on his believers. We see in Isaiah 11, chapter chapter 11, verse 1, There shall come forth a shoot from the stump of Jesse, and a branch from his roots shall bear fruit. Obviously, Jesus Christ portrayed decades before in Isaiah. 
Verse 2, And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. And his delight shall be in the fear of the Lord. He shall not judge by what his eyes see or decide disputes by what his ears hear. But with righteousness he shall judge the poor and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. He shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth and with the breath of his lips he shall kill the wicked. Righteousness shall be the belt of his waist and faithfulness of the belt of his loins. Echoes of the uh, armor of God there. But the Spirit of the Lord that was in Christ is ours also. We have helped to get through this fiery trials and grace from God to endure and grow the Holy Spirit within us. Verse 15 says, But let none of you suffer as a murderer or a thief or an evildoer or as a meddler. Well, here's a warning. (laughs) What is it? Well, certainly we can suffer for doing bad things. So the warning is not to rationalize punishment and suffering that may be deserved because of our evil behavior and try to explain that as way as something, quote, Christian persecution. These sins listed here are certainly falling far short of God's standards. Murder and stealing are crimes, not only sins against God, but crimes against society. Believers need to distinguish between genuine Christian suffering and suffering because of misbehavior. An evildoer here is simply a criminal. A meddler listed here is more difficult to understand in this passage. Meddler in the Greek word is allotrepeskopos, and it occurs nowhere else in the New Testament. In fact, it's difficult to find this word in any Greek literature. So we'll have to break it apart. And we see, when we break it apart, we see watching over another's affairs is a meddler. Well, this could be a mischief maker, a busybody, or a troublesome meddler. Perhaps someone who annoys people purposefully. And Peter is warning that those who may act tactlessly and without a social filter will suffer for those reasons. Don't, don't accuse that of being Christian suffering. And he says, goes on in verse 16, Yet if anyone suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God in that name. Now, with the word if here, Peter explores the other side of this coin. To suffer as a follower of Christ, of whom Christians will be named as being Christ-like. Don't be ashamed or tempted to deny that Savior, but glorify in the name of Christ. Christians should suffer in a way that brings glory and honor to God instead of any kind of disrepute. Verse 17 says, For it is time for judgment to begin on the household of God, and if it begins with us, what will be the outcome for those who do not obey the gospel of God? The family of God or the household of God will have judgment to refine them, to equip them for service. We live in an evil age, and the opposition against the gospel is only going to become more and more organized and louder and louder. If believers are refined, then the unbeliever will be destroyed. Verse 18 says, And if the righteous is scarcely saved, what will become of the ungodly and the sinner? Well, verse 18 is a quote from Proverbs 11.31, which says, If the righteous is repaid on earth, how much more the wicked and the sinner? There are some differences in the quote. It lends itself to Peter using the Septuagint, The Greek translation of the Bible, the Septuagint, comes from the Latin word Septuaginta, which means 70. 
According to tradition, the translation was completed by a group of 70 Jewish scholars in Alexandria, Egypt in the 3rd century. The righteous are saved with difficulty, meaning that the real and likely possibility of suffering may come to the Christian to refine the faith of that believer. Not so much being saved by pulling them from the flames at the last moment, but in comparison, the judgment of the ungodly and sinner must be horrific. Thomas Schreiner also writes, Suffering may be difficult now, but by participating in the pain of following Christ, believers escape the condemnation coming upon the wicked. Verse 19 says, Therefore let those who suffer according to God's will entrust their souls to a faithful creator while doing good. Well, here is the conclusion of this matter. Once again from Thomas Schreiner, he writes, Those who suffer according to God's will are those who share in Christ's sufferings, who are insulted in Christ's name, and who suffer as Christians rather than for doing something evil. And we know that nothing will ever affect a believer unless God approves it. God approves it through his sovereign and loving control. And regardless of our circumstances, we need to commit ourselves to our faithful creator. We also know that God will not allow us to suffer beyond our capacity. God will never abandon us. He certainly doesn't abandon us in a time of need. He is always there. We need to continue to do good and represent our faith in a world that does not always appreciate that representation. Next episode 13, we'll start chapter 5 of 1 Peter, where Peter addresses the leaders in the churches and matters within the community and has some closing thoughts. I hope this season 4 and the first and second letters of Peter speaks to you. I pray that this study blesses you. I strongly encourage you to spend time in God's Word. We are on Facebook and Instagram, and I encourage you to please like and share this podcast to you if you have discovered something from this study. God bless, and I pray that you are well, and I pray that you are strengthened by God.